Welcome to the From Broke to Badass Masterclass series. I'm your host, Jennifer Griffith, and I'm collaborating with a network of successful women to learn how they live their best lives. The badass women in this Masterclass series share business, life, and spiritual advice and provide you with inspiration, guidance, and practical tips to help you achieve financial freedom, juggle the demands of home, family, and careers, and fulfill your purpose without sacrificing your dreams. Tune in and gather powerful guidance on how to be broken open, transformed, and go from broke to badass. On today's From Broke to Badass Masterclass, I'm joined by Gina Zuthwal, a corporate sales career veteran turned mompreneur who wanted to create a place for fashion forward, modern bohemian women like herself to be able to shop not only for themselves, but for their children in one chic location. Bohemian Mama was born in Gina's Southern California garage back in 2016 and has grown now to include a 2,000 square foot flagship retail location on the East Coast and a thriving e-commerce business shipping globally and doing over a half a million in annual revenue. Gina was inspired to create this company and do something more meaningful when her daughter Camila was born back in 2015. Today, Gina shares her journey in launching her business, gets honest about some of her biggest challenges as an entrepreneur, and provides raw and powerful takeaways to help listeners pursue their passion. Listen in and be inspired. Gina, thank you so much for joining me. How are you? I'm great, thank you. It's really great to be here, Jen. I appreciate you inviting me. Oh, I'm so glad to have you. You have such a remarkable story because you really are, as I mentioned, a hustler extraordinaire. But for individuals who don't know who you are, can you tell us a little bit about you, kind of how you got to where you are today? Sure. Uh, well, my name is Gina Ozuthwal, and I am the founder of Bohemian Mama. It is a retail location with a brick and mortar and e-commerce business shipping globally. Uh, started that business in 2015, but prior to that, I've got about a 20-year career uh, background in corporate sales. Awesome. And then I know you have a pretty remarkable story as to why you started Bohemian Mama, and it started with the birth of your beautiful daughter. Can you kind of tell us what really inspired you to take that next step and kind of pursue the life of your dreams? Yeah, absolutely. Um Bohemian Mama was kind of born out of two very different places. And the very first place was out of what I now know was uh, postnatal depression. Um, I didn't call it that until much later, but I found myself after my firstborn in a very dark place, not understanding my role, not feeling very passionate any longer about what I was doing for very for many years, I defined myself uh, by excelling in my career. And as many people in sales know, you're only as good as your last month. You're only as good as your numbers. And basically, you know, was a corporate soldier for a very long time and thankfully did very, very well. Um, but I found myself after my firstborn questioning the value in that and the importance and my passion for it. Um, simultaneously, also, seeing a need in the retail marketplace for women like myself um, who 
had children, were not dead yet, and enjoyed fashion and um, were inspired by um, thoughtful decision-making in their fashion choices as well as in their home choices and their diet choices, um, in their design and decor choices. And I wanted a place that women could shop for not only themselves, but for their children and their family. Um, and I didn't really see that in the marketplace. So both of those places kind of inspired Bohemian Mama to be born. I love it. Such a good story. And really, I mean, I think your brand has evolved so much since you started. And I remember when you started, you actually had a mobile truck, right? You started in that route and with an online presence. Can you talk to us a little bit about that? Like how you started from kind of a a different way, right? Most people will just start with an online presence, but I love that you had kind of this traveling store, you know, a store on wheels, if you, if you, you know, if you can call it that. Yeah, sure. We were very grassroots style, to be honest. It was actually started in my garage and me pulling late nights on my computer, building the website at the same time. And with my newborn by my side, uh, my husband was traveling for work constantly. So I found myself um, alone working my butt off on both of these things and, um, you know, feeling more purposeful as I continue to grow and the depression lessening um, with the postpartum. But after the garage, it grew into what was trending in Southern California at the time, which was a mobile boutique. And that was kind of the next level we took it to. And we were doing musical events, concerts, fairs, and uh, private events in local businesses all over Southern California for the next year and a half. Until I decided at that point, um, I was uh, seeking the opportunity for a brick and mortar um, and continued to grow the e-commerce. I mean, we're probably on our third or fourth website at this point, which I think now is the last one, thankfully, and we continue to improve on that. Um, But we continuously improved the website the entire time we were shipping out of the garage and working the mobile boutique aspect of it. I love that. I mean, it just goes to show that as a business owner, you have to constantly be evolving, constantly reevaluating your space, finding ways to improve it, not just for yourself, but you know, most importantly for your customers. And you've been able to do that. What do you think have been some of the challenges you've faced as a business owner? Uh, well, you know, I think one of the advantages before I go into challenges that we had is that many boutiques, um, you know, we're in a, an age where they say retail is dead and big box chains are closing down every day. Mm-hmm. And I think one of the advantages that we had and we do have is that we didn't start as brick and mortar. We started as an e-commerce business and constantly improved on that as we grew into having a brick and mortar location. So that was an advantage. Um, but when I tell you the overhead, what most people think the overhead of a brick and mortar is a lot more than an e-com and anybody can throw things up on a website, which is absolutely false. It almost cost me triple what it costs to run brick and mortar that it does for an e-commerce business. So anyone that's interested in thinking of getting into that and think you can just start a website, that is absolutely wrong. Anyone can have a website, but if nobody can find you, you're not selling products. Um, And you can reach out to your friends and family and and grow with social media, but that only gets you so far. Um, And I think the challenges I have had um, while growing this have been 
um, finding the right businesses to partner with to help grow. And those business uh, partners would be people running my social media, people running my paid media, which is incorporating social media ad strategy as well as Google paid advertising. Um, there's a lot of companies out there that will take your money and take advantage of the fact that you have no idea what Google paid advertising is or what it does, right? And I had to make sure that I educated myself enough in these areas of my business to make sure I wasn't taken advantage of. Um, it's very important because they charge a ton of money. And if you don't know what they're doing and they're setting it and forgetting it, um, then you're not getting the maximum results for your for your investment. So, so if, that's been a challenge. Yeah, I can imagine. Finding the right people. Yeah. So what? So if there's somebody who has a stream in mind, they want to open their e-commerce store, you know, they have this great idea, they want to maybe change from Etsy to something bigger, where did you go or where would you recommend people go to really learn, you know, learn the business? It, did you just go online? Did you take webinars? Did you go to conferences or workshops? Or was it just kind of learn as you go and learn from mistakes? You know, I found a lot of support in female entrepreneurial groups and chats, both on Facebook, on social media, and on the web, um, made up of a ton of women like myself who were sharing their struggles, sharing their wins, and sharing their resources, and most importantly, on whom they used that they trusted and whom they partnered with that they trusted and found a lot of women I was also able to partner with. Um, women that have built my website, women that have um, started running my paid media advertising and, and things like that. So a lot of the entrepreneurial forums are out there and it's about finding them and being active in them and leaning on them for resources. Mm -hmm. Creating that network, right? The network of other professionals Correct. who have done it. And I think it's so important, especially in this space. I mean, this whole series is based about, around successful women. But, you know, a lot of times people think that when you work with women, women can get ready, really catty and put each other down. But there's this kind of sisterhood, too, where women want to see each other succeed and we want to lift each other up. And there are so many communities and resources where women do get together and really become each other's biggest cheerleaders. So I encourage everyone, you know, if, if you can find something like that for whatever purpose you're looking for, if you surround yourself with the right people, they really can kind of move mountains or help you move mountains. Would you agree with that? 100%. Coming from 20 years in corporate sales for a Fortune 500 company, um, filled with men and women, but 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 being really undervalued as a female, um, having to really watch my back for people that did not support me and were trying to cut my worth down and then going into this business um, as an owner myself, being a fashion entrepreneur and really, really getting to work with the creative minds and the hustlers that I've been able to surround myself with within this industry is priceless. There are some hardworking women out there and we are doing whatever we can to succeed and it's refreshing coming from the background I came from. It definitely is. And a lot of those women are listening to this. So it's only, you know, encouraging and empowering to kind of have you share your story and, and really prove that, 
even though it doesn't exist in all fields or all worlds, that there is a world for aspiring you know, entrepreneurs or women who just have an idea. Find that niche, find that group, you know, create it if you don't have it, if you don't have access to it. But there are women out there who will absolutely come together and kind of have your back in the best way possible. So with that said, then what do you think have been um, some of the secrets to your success or, and maybe even your kind of professional satisfaction? Because you mentioned you went from a really dark place to suddenly finding your purpose, aligning yourself with exactly what you feel you were meant to be doing. So can you talk to us a little bit about that? Yeah, it was kind of a decision I made for myself in that dark place to start living my life for me and living every day, um, understanding that we don't have an, uh, an infinite amount of time on this earth, right? And, and we only have a certain amount of time to spend with our children or experience life and travel and do the things that we want to do. And I was, you know, spending every day measuring myself against how much volume I produced within my company. And I decided from that point on that I was going to not live that way. And I was going to show my children that they truly can do whatever they they wish to do if they put their mind to it. And I decided to work as hard for myself as I was going and working for the company I had been with for 10 years um, at that point. And since then, I've been able to travel the world. I didn't let having a small child stop me. My husband and I spent six months in Southeast Asia and Bali, um, where I learned tremendously about uh, sourcing product and producing my own fashion line. Um, and, you know, giving my daughter the life lessons of, you know, living internationally and being around a different group of people and um, conversing with children of, from many different backgrounds. And that is priceless. Mm-hmm. Um, um, being able to, to live my life in that way comes with a lot of hard work. It doesn't look shiny and easy. I, I work day and night. I've had spent many all-nighters emailing, coming up with different issues I identified within my business and trying to fix them. It it doesn't come easy, but all of it is totally worth it and more meaningful and valuable than spending every day working on someone else's dream. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And that goes to show, you know, for women, especially women who are mothers, we tend to put uh, spouses or partners first or our children before our own goals and ambitions. And then we tend to sacrifice a lot of ourselves for that. So you have been able to kind of find that balance. It's not easy, as you mentioned, but you've been able to be a wife, be a mom, still travel the world, but still really pursue your dreams. And you have late nights, but you're willing to do it. And what I think most women find or most individuals find is that even though your days might be just as long or as longer as they were if you were in the corporate world, when you feel as though you're doing, following your passion, it almost doesn't matter how late you're working or how hard you're working because you're fueled by something so much bigger. You're kind of passionate about what you're doing and there may be late nights, but there's a bigger fuel kind of starting that fire. Do you agree with that? Yeah. Hence the saying, you know, a, a day of doing your, what you're passionate about isn't a day of work at all. I love that. Um, that is such a good saying. Yeah. Definitely. I mean, so you have now been able to grow your business from that traveling boutique to a large e-commerce. You're, you're 
selling globally. What do you think is one of the best parts of your job? Uh, I would say, you know, I'm very proud to say that we did over a half million in net revenue last year. We're on target to do a million this year. Um, and that has come with being able to work with some seriously amazing creative minds and uh, other entrepreneurs with their own fashion brands, um, social influencers, and you know, really just some hustlers that I, I, I tend to hire and partner with people that are hungry. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, I've found that, um, you know, many of the challenges that have cur- occurred in my business are when I partnered with people that weren't necessarily hungry and they weren't necessarily working as hard as I needed them to and as scrappy as I needed them to for my business to thrive and being able to work with some amazing people and being taught, you know, how to produce a fashion line, all the work that goes into it. Um, that has been a lesson that I will never forget and that I continue to, to improve upon. I love that. Now, how do, you, how do you do it all? How do you balance being a wife, a mother, and a mother to a newborn child? So you now have a beautiful daughter and you just recently had a son and running your company and growing as much as you've been growing the past few years. How do you, how do you do it? What do you, is it an investment in yourself? Like, you know, what are you doing on a daily basis to juggle all of these different balls that you have? Well, I'm not going to lie. Um, I'm going to be very honest in saying it's, it's not always doable. And I've had many of, uh, nights without sleep with worry and, uh, upset stomach over my investment, but, you know, I think that it goes to say if you're not uncomfortable and you're not living uncomfortably and you're not a little bit scared, then you're not doing anything major. Mm-hmm. And I try to remind myself of that when I'm going through the feelings of anxiety about my business or my investment in this or that. Um, but for the most part, I try and focus on one task at a time, one bite at a time. My husband always says, how do you eat an elephant? one bite at a time. And it's silly and corny, but um, I actually think about that often when I have feelings of being overwhelmed and how am I going to tackle all this at once. And, you know, I start out in the morning with a workout, 30 minutes, get a sweat on. It's so important to sweat. And, um, you know, I don't believe in self-medication for anxiety or anything like that. I try to have a holistic approach and sweat is the most holistic stress reliever I have found. So, try to make sure I start with that and get at least 30 minutes in and, um, and then one bite at a time. It's, it's, it's leveraging uh, partnerships and people to be able to take on um, aspects of my business and stop trying to think that I have to do everything myself um, and, um, and just go on from task to task uh, one at a time. And really that's it. I think you just hit on something so important, right? Because as women, I think we tend to feel as though we need to do it all ourselves. We need to master it all. We need to understand every single part of it. And I I have to say, that's not always true. We need to ask for help because we can't do everything. It's okay if we don't know everything about creating a website. In that case, outsource it. It's okay if you know, we need a 30 minutes to work out in the morning and we need to ask our spouse or partner or the neighbor next door to watch, watch our children. I think it's so important for listeners to know, to ask for help. It's not all on your shoulders. You can't balance it all, all the time. So know that 
you know, ask for the help you need in order to be the best version of yourself. So thank you for saying that, because I think that is something that we all need to do a better job at, you know, in, in terms of when we, especially when we're trying to launch a new project or a business, we feel as though we don't want to give up control because nobody else is going to do it the way we do it. And there may be a little bit of truth to that, but at the end of the day, someone may even do it better. So ask for that help that you need. So you, well, before we get to your ritual, because you kind of talked about uh, talked about it a second ago with working out. Before we get to that, do you have for our listeners three practical takeaways that they can maybe implement to start following their passions? If there's someone out there who knows they have an idea in mind and they want to go out there and pursue it, what would you say to those people, or what do you wish you knew uh, before you started? Well, I think. The first recommendation would be don't quit your day job (laughs) because uh, that income has fueled my passion project. My passion project has turned into, you know, a full-time viable business, but I never walked away from my career all at once. And I think that there has to be a balance and a tipping point that women can find within where they know and they feel it's okay to step away. But don't give up that income because trust me, if you want to start a successful business, you're going to need it. We're now in our third year and they say that businesses don't start being profitable for three to five years and we are just starting to see a profit. I mean, that is absolutely true. Um, Second would be um, make sure you educate yourself enough to be able to understand your needs and understand what kind of person you want to hire and what tasks you want that person to accomplish, whether it's a virtual assistant, whether it's a a paid media company, be very, very uh, razor focused on what you expect from the people that you're going to leverage and the partnerships you're going to, you're going to find um, so that there's no miscommunication. So that there's no disappointment. Um, It's important to be clear on your goals with everyone you work with. Mm-hmm. Um, and lastly, it would be, I would say, to make sure that um, you are double, triple checking, especially with an e-commerce company or any other type of business. It's important with your branding and how you're perceived by the market. Don't come out to the marketplace unless you feel that your brand is ready to be seen. I would not... You know, I want to, I want listeners to be 100% happy with their branding, with their logo, with the with the way their site looks. Um, but always know that you're going to continuously improve that. So don't wait forever until you think it's perfect because it's never going to be perfect. You're always going to improve, but just make sure you come out the way you want to come out, and make sure you're polished, and and that your branding is clear to your audience as to who you are and what you're selling. I love that. That's so good. And that's really raw and honest feedback too. So oftentimes we hear, oh, it's been so perfect. I launched this business. I started succeeding right away. Uh, But in this case, it takes a lot of hard work. It's not always, you know, you you don't build a life overnight. You're not going to build a company or a new project overnight either. It takes time be patient. But ultimately what I'm hearing you say too is find that niche, find the niche, know your message and be proud of what you're doing to hopefully kind of meet an unmet need in that niche that you're working with. 
So one thing I asked everyone, and you talked about this a little bit uh, a few minutes ago, but what studies show is that most successful people have a morning ritual. You mentioned that you work out for about 30 minutes a day. Do you have any other ritual or anything that you do to kind of focus on yourself and invest in yourself before you start your crazy life? Well, to be honest, I actually incorporate my oldest child. My daughter, Camila, is three. And before she gets ready for school and before I start my emails and working on my business, we go outside on the porch and have a 10-minute cup of coffee and talk to each other. And I, it's important to me to spend that time with her before our day starts. And that's, that's the other part of my morning ritual. Mm, that's so sweet too. I basically what happens too is once you get started on your day, if you are razor focused, you know, a lot of times you'll just be kind of focused on something else. And if, if you work from home or if your child's around, you can often tend to neglect them a little bit, you know, and, and rightfully so if you're focusing on a mission, you have someone to take care of them. But I love that you're kind of creating that quality time with her. That's something so special that I think both you and her will remember for the rest of your life. So that's very sweet. And again, you know, most people, um, most of our listeners will know that the individuals were I'm interviewing have morning rituals that do focus on themselves. And that is really important. The self-preservation is important, but if your children are important to you too, it's absolutely okay to incorporate them. You know, don't give up on that. They're not going to be three forever. Time goes by so fast. So take a few minutes too to enjoy that quality time with them or your spouse or your partners, find little things throughout the day to ensure that you know, you're kind of, you're getting your heart full in so many ways, how, whatever that looks like to you, but exactly. It's so sweet. So Gina, if individuals want to know more about you, if they want to follow you on social media, where can they find you? So Bohemian Mama can be found on Instagram and Facebook under at the Bohemian Mama and online at bohemianmama.com. We're offering any of your listeners 10% off their purchase with the code MASTERCLASS. Thank you so much for that generous offer. And individuals, for those of you listening, I encourage you to check out Bohemian Mama. It's such a beautiful fashion from a beautiful soul and individual. Gina, thank you so much for everything you do and for coming on and sharing your story. I appreciate you so much. Thank you for having me, Jen. Thank you for listening to the From Broke to Badass Masterclass series. I hope you're feeling inspired to take control of your finances, create balance, and live your best life. To continue your journey of transformation, be sure to join the In the Life of Zen tribe, where for only $5.55 a month, you'll receive weekly guidance, inspiration, and tools to make you even more badass than you already are. For less than the cost of a cup of coffee, you'll have access to weekly powerful mantras meditations, tapping sessions, tip sheets, and articles to help you live the life of your dreams. Visit www.inthelifeofzen.com to join this badass tribe. And if you know other women who will benefit from these interviews, please spread the love by sending them the link to this masterclass series. And stay tuned for more from In the Life of Zen. Visit us at inthelifeofzen.com and follow us on social media at In the Life of Zen.